me to do something, he don't have to ask me twice. I believe God is sick and tired of what we have to beg people to do this. Plead with somebody to do that. Let me tell you something. Didn't nobody have to beg him to carry your cross up Calvary? He prayed in the garden, Father, not my will, but thine be done. He knew why he was here. He knew why he came. Glory to God. When it come time to lay down his life, that he knew the will of God. And he had to do that. He didn't look back at God and say, well, let me pray about it. Come on. Let me think about it. Hallelujah. He was willing to carry that cross all the way up Calvary. He was willing to wear that crown of thorns. He was willing to do everything he did for you. And I give him My, my. Thank you, Lord. This is to you. This is to you. Mighty Lord. Yes. Woo. Amen. Amen. Thank you for giving that standing ovation to our Lord and Savior. He deserves more than that. Hallelujah. My, for those of you that uh, wasn't here last Sunday evening, I'm going to tell you something. God moves on Sunday nights. Last Sunday night, the power of God swept through the house. I didn't even get a chance to preach. Last Sunday night, we was able to pull one of the names out of this bowl. And what did I tell you a little while back when we had our last evangelist and Brother Flannery told us to put the names on the altar of backslidden folks and people was out of, uh, was out of church and to put them on the altar? And we've been praying, and I said one by one, those names are coming out, and you ain't going to see the names in the bowl. You're going to see them sitting on, on the pew. Stand up, Sister Paula. Did God do something for you last Sunday night? Woo! Hallelujah! My Lord, the Holy Ghost hit her. We had a time. Hallelujah. I'm going to tell you something. 
we need to get all of these judgmental condemnation people out of the church and let more people realize that the church is a hospital and God is not concerned about how much you fall but how much time you're willing to get back up. And she's here today rejoicing for deliverance God gave her. My, 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 last Sunday night. Hallelujah. God is so good. All the time. My Lord, hallelujah. Well, I've got to, I've got to get, get moving this morning into the message. Uh, I want you to turn to Philippians, the fourth chapter. We're going to read verse 8. This is not a, a new verse. It's one that everybody knows. But through prayer, God gave me a word to share with you this morning. I do not believe anyone. I don't believe no one. Let me say it that way. I don't believe no one here is here by happenstance. I believe God has got a word for everybody today. This is what Paul wrote to the church at Philippi. He said, finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things of good report, if there be any virtue and if there be any praise, think on these things. Think on these things. Fathers, we come today, we thank you and we praise you for this service, for everyone that is here. We pray for those that are not here today. We do have some that's missing. We pray for them. We pray that you will be with them today. And now speak to us through your word. I ask God that you will anoint us and make us able ministers of your word today. In Jesus' name, let the church say, God bless you. You can be seated. I'm going to focus mainly on the last four words of that verse. Think on these things. And from that, I'm going to preach on a subject titled, Keep Your Thinking Straight. Hallelujah. Keep your thinking straight. You know, the human mind is a complex and interesting thing. It not only, it's not only the seat of knowledge and wisdom, but it also holds the content of our feelings and emotions that make us who we are as an individual. The human heart performs its work of pumping blood by the beat of its contractions so many times a minute. That heart performs that work by the beat of those contractions as it pumps the blood through our system. The human mind performs its work by thoughts. Amen. And if the mind is the control center of our body, 
then the thoughts which emanate from your mind has the capacity to control your behavior. Hallelujah. That's why you must master your thoughts or your thoughts will master you. Hallelujah. I told you the Lord gave us a specific word. This is not just an ordinary message on an ordinary Sunday, but God is speaking in the house today. We have got to learn to control our thoughts or our thoughts will control us. Hallelujah. Glory to God. If you'll recall, the Scriptures teach us in Proverbs 23, it lets us know how important that is. Because in Proverbs 23, it says, As a man thinketh, hallelujah, in his heart, which is the mind there. It's not, it's not that pumping muscle right there. But as a man thinks in his heart or his mind, so is he. My, 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 that's powerful. Hallelujah. The way you think and what you think, hallelujah, amen, makes you who you are. Hallelujah. If you think negative and nothing's going to come to no good, you are, that's what you're going to get. That's why you got to keep your thinking straight. You got to keep your thinking focused. Hallelujah to the Lamb of God. Hallelujah. Now, the world we live in today is controlled by the information superhighway. We are bombarded from every direction with information competing for the thoughts and consideration of our minds. But most of the things, listen to this preacher, most of the things that desire to get in your head is not wholesome nor godly. Hallelujah. That's why, as living in this world, but heading for the world to come, we must keep our thinking straight. Now, in the text that I read, it names six things that we should keep our mind or our thoughts on. He said things that are true, honest, just, pure, lovely, and of good report. And then we add to those things anything that is of virtue and anything that is of praise. Hallelujah. Amen. Let me tell you something, church. In this hour that we're living in, you cannot allow the media, the government, or even family members or friends who are not saved by the grace of God to affect your thoughts and reason about anything or anyone in this world. Too many of you are led astray by what you're listening to. Come on. Hallelujah. Your life is being turned upside down. Hey, now, Lord of God, I, I try to be a little tactful, amen, but sometimes sister, the only way, Sister Darlene, and by the way, isn't it great to have our first lady, my beautiful wife, back in service after three weeks being out sick? 
Hallelujah. She don't mind telling you. And we were walking in Kmart down on Long Hollow Pike a couple years back. And that day, the Tennessean, a representative had a thing set up right there in the door trying to get people for subscriptions. And as we were walking into Kmart, I was walking on this side, she was on that side, and that's the side, and he spoke up and says, let me get you signed up for the Tennessean, ma'am. She says, don't read it. He says, why not? Too much garbage and liberal junk in there. You should have looked on the look, look on that guy's face. Yep, we we quit 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 buying that a long time ago. I'm gonna tell you something, folks. We cannot afford to let, Amen. The media. You can't trust ABC, CBS, or NBC, HYJK. You can't trust none of them. They all been found and proved to be a liars. Hallelujah. Uh, you, 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 might, you might lie to me once and I might, you know, well, accept that and go on. But man, when it begins to be a pattern, hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna learn quick. When you when you speak to me, I'm gonna something in my brain gonna say automatically shut that off because it's wrong. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. But the media, the government. And sometimes even we got family members and friends who are not saved that we allow to affect our thoughts and how we feel about something. Hallelujah. We can't afford to do that, church. We got to keep our thinking straight. Hallelujah. Now, I looked in Barnes notes on the New Testament and this phrase Think on these things according to Barnes' notes of the New Testament. He said in the Greek, think on these things means let them be the object of your careful attention and study so as to practice them. Think what they are. Think on the obligation to observe them and think on the influence which they would have on the world around you. You want to have a better life. You want to, amen, to grow in God. Amen. And have your full potential. You need to watch what thoughts you allow go into your mind and where the source is. You need to be careful who you allow to speak into your life. Hallelujah. There's a whole lot of preachers out there that you don't need a, a let to speak into your life. Because just because they carry the title of preacher, hallelujah, don't mean they work for the same guy you're living for. Ouch, amen, but it's the truth. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We have got to guard our thoughts and the source by which those thoughts come to us. We have got to keep our thinking straight. Now there's a couple things that I want to share with you and I'm going to move along as quickly as I possibly can. Why this is important. Why you need to keep your thinking straight. Number one, God knows your thoughts. God knows your thoughts. 
God, one of the attributes of God, he, he is omniscient. He knows all. Now, the devil's not that way. The devil can't read your mind, but God can. Hallelujah. God knows your thoughts. He knows what you're pondering, what you're meditating on. <laughs> I wonder, let, just out of curiosity, and I, I'm not asking for no hands raised, but just I wonder, how many of us have ever said something or made some kind of comment that we would prefer not everybody to hear? I think we all have stuck our foot in our mouth one time or another. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We've all probably made certain comments that we would not want everybody that we know to hear. Well, let's go around at this route. Have you ever walked into a room unexpectedly into a room where two people were talking and suddenly it got quiet? Kind of makes you wonder, don't it? <laughs> Amen. You you walk into a room unexpectedly, and there's two huddled over here, and just as soon as you, uh, the, your presence has noticed, things got quiet. Well, we should never forget that God is always listening, not just to our words, but also to our thoughts. Amen. God is listening to our thoughts. And if there is anything you would not want God to hear, you better not think it. I didn't say speak it, but I said thank it. If there's something that you don't want your God to hear from you, you better not think it. You better keep your thoughts under control. I want to take you to the book of Genesis, the 18th chapter, and read verses 9 through 15 to give you an, uh, an idea of one particular lady who wished she had kept her thoughts shut. Hallelujah. Then they said to him, uh, where is Sarah, your wife? God had come along with a couple angels and stopped to see Abraham. He was on his way to the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah to check about what was going on there. And he paid a visit to Abraham. He said, ask where Sarah, his wife, was. So he said, here in the tent. And he said, I will certainly return to you according to the time of life. And behold, Sarah, your wife, shall have a son. Sarah was listening in the tent door, which was behind him. Now Abraham... Uh, and Sarah were old. They were real old. They were so old. <laughs> well, I better, I better move on. Hallelujah. Amen. Glory to God. Amen. They were advanced in age, and Sarah had passed the age of childbearing. Therefore, now get this, look at that. Therefore, Sarah laughed, not out loud, but were within herself, saying, After I have grown old, 
Shall I have pleasure, my Lord, being old also? I mean, there's nothing cold as ashes after the fire is gone, according to one country song that came out years ago. Hallelujah. Amen. I've grown on. Shall I have pleasure in my Lord also? And the Lord said to Abraham, Why did Sarah laugh? Huh? What am I talking about? God knowing your thoughts? Said The Bible said that Sarah laughed within herself. She didn't open her mouth. It wasn't out loud. But she was standing on behind that tent door when she heard the Lord tell Abraham they was going to have a child. And when she heard that, she laughed within herself. Remember, if you don't want God hearing something, you better not think it. Why did Sarah laugh saying, Shall I surely bear a child since I am old? Is anything too hard for the Lord? At the appointed time, I will return to you according to time of life, and Sarah shall have a son. Verse 15, now she done got concerned, but Sarah denied it, saying, I did not laugh, for she was afraid. And he said, No, but you did laugh. Sometimes you're sitting on a church pew and the word of God is going forth under the anointing. And you sit back and think, I'm not going to listen to that. God heard that. If it comes from his word, you better listen to it. We're not, we're not magnifying ministry, but we're magnifying the word of God. Hallelujah. Anytime you scorn anything that comes from God, any kind of prophecy that comes forth, Anything that listen, we better listen wholeheartedly and be careful about what our thoughts are because God is listening to your thoughts. Hallelujah! God is listening to your thoughts. Luke chapter 6, verses 6 through 8. And it came to pass also on another Sabbath that he entered into the synagogue and taught. And there was a man whose right hand was withered, and the scribes and Pharisees watched him whether he would heal on the Sabbath day. I'm going to tell you something. There's nothing worse than a bunch of religious hypocrites. Amen. Religion is going to send more people to hell than anything else. Hallelujah. Here was these religious folk, the scribes and the Pharisees, they were watching to see if he was going to heal on the Sabbath day that they might find an accusation against him. Verse 8, but he knew what? Their thoughts. And said to the man which had the withered hand, rise up and stand forth in the midst. And he arose and stood forth. And to further go ahead with the story, Hallelujah, the man's hand, amen, that was withered, amen, was restored. Hallelujah. He knows your thoughts. We got to keep our thinking straight, folks, because God knows our thoughts. He hears us. Let me move on because of time. The second thing it's important for us to understand about keeping our thoughts straight is that thoughts create fear or faith. Thoughts create fear or faith. 
Luke chapter 24, verses 36 through 38. And as they thus spoke, Jesus himself stood in the midst of them and said unto them, Peace be unto you. But they were terrified, notice that now, and affrightened. And suppose that they had seen a spirit, or ghost is what they, what they meant. And he said unto them, Why are ye troubled, and why do, uh, why do thoughts, notice that, arise in your hearts? This was after the resurrection. Jesus appeared to them. You'd think they would be joyful, they would be happy and pleased to see the master after everything that had happened. But when he showed up, they were terrified. Why was they terrified? Because of their thoughts. Their thoughts was producing fear. Hallelujah. And they were not happy at first to see the master because of their thoughts. How many times has God showed up at church? Oh, dear God, I sure hope uh, the Holy Ghost don't get speaking amen today and tongues interpretations come, come forth because somebody will have to speak out what I've been doing. Hello, somebody. Well, the Bible says God knows the thoughts and the intents of the heart. Hallelujah. So here was the disciples. Rather than being joyous about seeing the Lord, they were, let me tell you something, folks. Amen. We got to control our thoughts and our thinking. We've got to stay on the positive side. We got to quit thinking about this negative stuff. How do you? Because the way you think will either produce faith in your life or it will produce fear in your life. Hallelujah. We got to learn that God is who he said he is. And sister, nothing is too impossible for God. I like Brother Flannery's statement, him possible. Hallelujah. Him possible. Glory to God. We've got to be children of faith. Hallelujah. The just walk by faith and not by sight. Hallelujah. If you if you listen to your thoughts, you got you got bills coming due. You're gonna you're gonna start thinking, and the devil's gonna get involved in that, and you're gonna start worrying. You're gonna have anxiety attacks. You're gonna worry about this thing and that thing, and, and everything else that goes on along because you don't keep control of your thoughts. You're letting your thoughts produce fear. Hallelujah. Amen. God bless me. Within the last five days, <laughs> being out of work driving that school bus during the summer, you know, your, your finances and all that stuff and even though even, uh, the church does help uh, during the summer, and we appreciate that, been doing it for a long time. Uh, but there was a situation that come up that I was going to need uh, 
$427 in a few cents with just in a few days. Now the old Sammy, back before the Lord led me to go on that seven-day fast, the old Sammy would have had some anxiety. Hallelujah. How was that? How was that going to happen? But it didn't cross my mind. They were, I did not let no negative thoughts. I knew, I knew, I knew God was going to provide. There was not an ounce of fear and not an ounce of worry. I get a call from Jennifer. And uh, she says, Dad, you need to go on the state of Tennessee's uh, web page and look up the web page about uh, uh, lost, uh, I forget what it's called now, lost property or unclaimed, un unclaimed property. Unclaimed. She said, somebody told us about that. And she says her husband had looked up on there. And he found out that he had $101 that belonged to him through something that happened, whatever, and they wound up with it, and they'd been holding on to it. He filled out the papers and all that stuff, and he, uh, he got it. So I go on there, and I look up, and it had my name, Samuel Pruitt, Mount Juliet, Tennessee, Stonegate Community, where we lived when we first moved back down from Kentucky and started passing the church. At that time, I was, I was working um, uh, at a uh, service station in Newhall Place there in Mount Juliet that didn't have no uh, health insurance. And that's when I first went through my first bout of kidney stones, and Sister Darling was in the hospital, and uh, and we had bills that had to be paid. And uh, evidently, they either overcharged or I paid too much or something, but it showed that we, I had, they'd been holding on to for years some unclaimed funds because of medical expenses. Four hundred and thirty dollars. That's not coincidence, Brother Travis. That's not coincidence. I filled that form out. I went to the mailbox the other day, and there was a check, $430, just in time for the 427 that I needed. I was blessed because I kept my thinking straight. I didn't doubt God. Glory to God. Don't doubt the power that your God has. Glory to God. Don't, oh my Lord, hallelujah. Our God is able, hallelujah, hallelujah, to go above and beyond, exceedingly above and beyond all that we can think or ask. Your thoughts 
can create fear of faith. I'm going to close from a final scripture in Ephesians, the third chapter, verses 14 and 20. For this cause, I bow my knees unto the Father. Brother, would you make your way up to the keyboard and be considering a, a course? For this cause, I bow my knees unto the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named, that he would grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with might by his Spirit in the inner man, that Christ might dwell in your hearts by faith, that ye being rooted and grounded in love may be able to comprehend with all saints what is the breadth and length and depth and height, and to know Christ which passes knowledge that you might be filled with all fullness of God. God desires for you to have all his fullness. Now unto him that is able to do exceedingly, and I just quoted this, abundantly above all that we ask or think <laughs> according to the power that worketh in us. Are you a spirit-filled child of God? If you're a spirit-filled child of God, then my Bible tells me that greater is he that's within you than he that's within the world. Oh, glory to God. Amen. And that's what he's talking about here. He said he is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that worketh in us. I don't know about you, but I've got some power down inside me. Hallelujah. I don't trust myself very well. I'm not very, amen, I'm not able to do much on my own, but I know what within me. As Paul said, I can do all things with God who strengthened me. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, dear God. And if I thank it, and if I believe it, and if I trust him, he will perform it. Stand to your feet. Glory to God, the altars are open.